What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Lion in the Cub podcast. This is your co-host, the the Lion, the, and the, no, you're the Cub. I'm the Lion. Doesn't matter. Does it yeah, matter? Yeah, it matters Sometimes to me. Sometimes I feel like the Lion because I had to fix it. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I wear the big pants Holy, and you wear the little oh pants. Oh boy, uh, we'd like to tell everybody there was, you know, if you want to know how the uh, sausage was made, the Cub yes. had to do a couple of things, and now I he's up on a giant on. Uh, bronze horse going, "Look at me." I'm on my pedestal all right i yeah. got no feet they're my gonna knock you down and has... turn you into plowshares plows my statue doesn't have any feet on the ground because i haven't died yet okay right? so... well yes but trust me in 100 years they're gonna tear it down because man buns no. were racist yeah no not me I i'm a good guy i'm a good Christian. guy that's what man. that's what george armstrong custer said too right before yep. they finished him off well i keep it 55th so i'm not a custer nor a buster so um yeah you the younger audience will get that. That's way over your head. Way um, over my head. Yeah. Anyways, today is December 30th. And let me be the first to wish you a happy new year. Let me be the what? second to wish you a happy what? new year. Well, the last two podcasts, you wished everybody a Merry Christmas twice. Or maybe you said happy holiday. I don't know. I'm not sure what you said. But What's you did it, it twice. Okay. Do you not know? Do you not get that joke? Do you know what that's from? That's what the Swami always says. When he's doing something where, like, let me be the first to wish my condolences, or let me be the first to... Oh. It's a play okay. on a... Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Chris Berman we're talking about? Yes. Yes. Okay. <sighs> Do you need some audio for it? I got you. Uh, here we Chris go. Berman, let okay. me be the first. Everybody enjoys be listening to us Google stuff. That's fascinating podcast. Let me be the first. Okay. I'll take out all the dead air. That's the first thing I do. That knocks 10 minutes off the podcast when we're done. Truncate silent, because there's a lot of it. Well, I'll find it after it. But oh, okay, okay. Let me be the first to wish everybody a happy New Year. Hey, happy Can New I... Year, everybody. Yeah. Okay. I think it's all right. And let me be the first to wish you all. I hope you had all. Uh, I hope uh, everybody had a happy and healthy 2021. Right. That's what sure. year we were in 2021. So, um, so this is your podcast number 29. We almost hit 30. Uh, this is game 17, 16 of the 34 game rebuild process. The Detroit Lions are at your Seattle Seahawks. Your um their Seattle Seahawks forty four four hundred and twenty five PM on Fox. Um Seattle is favored by seven points. Over under is forty two and a half. Detroit plus two fifty and Seattle minus three hundred. How about them Lions? You know, all I've heard this week is Lions this, Lions that. How about those Lions? How about those Lions? It's it's really uh uh if they have twenty two guys able to play, yeah, we'll be amid all the COVID protocol um that's been going on. Bulls games being canceled left and right. Right. Um, you know, players opting out, coaches being brought back, not being fired, whole hell of a lot in between. I heard ben there's rumors. I heard there's what? rumors that that uh, if Michigan is unable to play against uh, Georgia, that they're going to bring Ohio State in. Is that true? Really? Yep. That's, that's what, I've, what heard. I've heard. That's what I've heard. Because I heard COVID is word on the street is COVID is running rampant through the U of M uh, roster, and there so uh, there's talk of bringing the Ohio State team in. Uh, so much COVID. Ben Roethlisberger not speaking in facts, but saying that this could quite possibly be his last game in Pittsburgh. Uh, Baker Mayfield is getting death threats. The butcher the Baker. Death threats. Uh, there's just so much going on in these hard and trying times. Um, 
you know, what more What more can you say? You know, what more can you Hit do? The, era. the rapist is leaving, uh, I should say allegedly, for legal yep. purposes, the alleged rapist should be uh, leaving, the, uh, leaving the NFL. That's crazy. That's wild. We got a couple of good college football games tonight, and we got good college football games tomorrow. Into Tomorrow's a nice today, Sunday. man. Tomorrow, national semifinals. Go Did Bearcats. you know Michigan in the last four years has been in all four of the national semifinals? A team from Michigan? Michigan nice. basketball football, hockey, and baseball. They're just a juggernaut. Baseball, I thought you were going to say I don't think softball. they won any of them, but, you know. No, I thought it maybe it was, uh, it was uh, softball. Um, uh, yeah, maybe it was softball. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was. They, it was they have softball. a good softball And it was something so. to do with a bat and a ball. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty You crazy. know, you got guys getting dumped with mayo today. What? After their, oh, yeah. is that South Carolina? Is that the... Yeah. I saw the uh, gross... All I saw was the headline, gross ending. I'm like, well, oh, it, boy. Like, they had, like, two not the most muscular females dumping oh, the mayo really? on him. Females and doing it? Yeah, Nothing it against like women a, dumping. It wasn't, on but... the, it wasn't on the field, which was whack. It was like in a room and stuff like oh, after the huh? game it kind of loses the purpose but uh-huh. uh as they go to lift the mayo out of the you know the cooler jug thing it kind of slips and bopped him in the head Boink. i thought he almost got knocked out that would have blood been and the mayo funnier. all mixed together oh that's gotta now, be the guy gets a concussion oh, uh boy. from taking a he nice drowns in a bucket of mayonnaise they gotta explain that to the uh corner yeah but uh this is a great this is a great weekend if you are a football fan we've got so much sure. football oh and we've yeah. got to cherish it while we have it well um, we haven't until the usfl and xfl start here in a few weeks so the xfl isn't a thing right uh i think the xfl because i think they're coming back because uh cardell cardell mm. said he wants to play mm-hmm. i saw a headline yesterday i'll play anywhere i'm not done i still got the what's his nickname the cannon or something cardell's not stewart 12 gauge right cardell yeah, 12, jones jo- is it jones yeah cardell stewart was the pittsburgh quarterback right yeah i'm not Seen anything I don't about do the no. XFL. I don't do no homophobic. That was Cordell. Oh, the Rock provides massive details of the XFL ahead of 2022 launch. Yeah, the Rock, our next president. Mm. It's about drive. It's about power. We'd say, "Oh, we devour." Yeah. He even came up with a rap song this year. Sure. Um, USFL is going to go, so we're going to see a lot of marginal quarterbacks. <laughs> we're out here, baby. Marginal quarterbacks it. playing. So yeah, we'll Cordell see. Jones says he's not retired. Wants to play in NFL or XFL. There so. you go. He'll take anything. Now Urban yeah. Meyer, there'll be jobs opening up. So yeah, he'll put the old put the old team back together. Yeah, he also had the famous tweet: "I didn't come here to play." But yes, of course, that's all he's known play for. College, yes, came here to play college. Yeah, well, at least I bet he's got to be pissed. He missed the gravy train by like what five years, six years. Yeah, he had the big money, but man, that's all right. He can sign autographs for the next hundred years. Guy like that, yeah, he, he's good. Yeah, he's you're good. You he won a he won a national championship. Those we were there. Helmets, the full size helmets, the flag is a t shirt. The pictures, you name it. Those kind of guys are. Once you win it, even if you're not good, you are. If you're the big star on the winner, you get it all. I'm somewhere, John, uh, what's the kid from uh, Texas? Hack, uh, the kid who was drafted by the Browns, um, quarterback. Uh, um, in Texas Tech, he won the Heisman, and then he flamed out in the NFL. Um, yeah, Texas Tech? Wasn't it Texas Tech? No, you're thinking Texas, about Texas A&M? Texas A&M? He wasn't Yeah, you're Texas talking A&M. about, uh, uh, you're talking about yeah. Johnny Manziel? Yeah, Johnny Manziel. That's Texas it. A&M. He's signing forever, right? Uh, uh, what were you saying? I'm saying that he'll sign forever. He, yeah, he, 
I mean, yeah, I don't he, see how he wouldn't be. He was good. Um, Johnny Manziel. What a blank up. What a blank up. Johnny Manziel on Twitter. What's he up to? Good vibes only. That, is he saying, like, don't send him shitty tweets? Oh, boy. He hasn't. Oh, that was December 27th. He just tweets out book. I'm not book. sure what that means. It's just all caps book. And then a guy looking like he's blowing slot snots out his nose. And on uh, December 26th, he tweeted out a picture of uh, Cam Newton sliding down the bench with the Patriots. <laughs> That's rather humorous. Cam going, oh, man. Oh, man. And he slid all the way down onto the ground. Uh, okay. There you go. Johnny Manziel. Doesn't he get a chance somewhere? Uh, Who? Johnny Manziel? Yeah. wouldn't. There's lots of teams looking for a fifth string. Couldn't he have played for uh, the Saints? Probably not. Uh, he retweeted uh, December 15th, the number one ranked class in the country, Texas A&M. Okay. I just want to let you know that Chris Berman is very famous for saying, let me be the first to wish you. Okay. Like, just wanted to continue on that. So I've December been 11, LFG. Let's fucking go. Okay. Man. Or looking for a group. LFG also stands for looking for groups. Okay. So All right. Probably in that settings, though, not for that. Retreated know. Tim Tebow, woke up and saw the really devastating news about my teammate and friend Demarius Thomas. So many are going to remember him for his athletic ability, but I'll remember him for giving me my only touchdown in a playoff game. His smile that would light up a room and love for those in his life. Very nice. Johnny Manziel retweeted that. So, yeah, it looks like he's a good follow. Good follow. Yeah, good follow. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. Okay, we ready to go with this thing here? Yeah, let's get back to it. No, I got I I intro. This was the intro. Would you like okay, to go? Okay, yeah, let's move on. It's the Detroit Lions, two twelve and one at the Seattle Seahawks, five and ten at four twenty five p.m. Four twenty five p.m. on Sunday. Okay, we're Pete, doing this again. You already said this. I did all of that. Okay. I've already said all of that stuff. Well, I'm just reiterating so people. Obviously, you didn't say it with enough authority because I don't remember you saying it. Four twenty five p.m. on the Fox Sports Network, and I think they're going to have black banners around everything for the uh, loss of the late great John Madden didn't even get that in here did I but I yes. got it in there again I, I got it in there I fixed it so <laughs> Seattle is a seven point favorite at home the over under is 42.5 points Detroit is a plus 250 and Seattle is a minus 300 go Lions Groundhog Day all over again <laughs> uh, would you like to go with the transactions sure transactions it's been quite quite a crazy week um I think I've put this right I'm 20 27th, the Detroit Lions placed tight end Shane Zilstra on the practice squad slash injured. That was the kneecap, right? Yeah, he's done. He's, he's done. Bust he's his done. kneecap clean in two. I got a story about a kid who, uh, when I was in gym class in junior high, turned his kneecap around the side of his leg. That was not a pretty sight. Let me tell you that. There was a lot of yelling what? going on. There was a lot of screaming going on there. Yeah. Uh, 12-28, the Lions placed linebacker Josh Woods on reserved injured. I'm not familiar with Josh Woods. Are you... How did he get hurt? Okay. Uh, Not sure. Detroit Lions activate activate defensive end Jashan Cornell from reserve non-football injury. So whatever Mr. Cornell's issue was, it has cleared itself up. The Detroit Lions on the 28th sign linebacker Curtis Bolton to the active roster from the practice squad. Okay. So looks like that we're going to need that f- fella. On the 28th, the Detroit Lions sign tight end Jared. His name is Jared Pinkney 
to the active roster from the Los Angeles Rams because all we do is get guys from the Rams. And then on the 28th, the Detroit Lions signed wide receiver Juwan Green and tight end Ross Travis from the practice squad and released cornerback Chris Williamson from the practice squad. Chris, we hardly knew ye. Um, moving on to injuries. It looks like it's quite involved, everybody. Um, Jared Goff has got a knee injury. I don't know how he got it because he wasn't playing, but he missed practice on uh, Thursday, which is today, and his status in, for Sunday is in doubt. So I, I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure what the deal is with Jared. you know anything about that, Cub? About Goff hurting his knee? Yeah. He had too much sack. Oh, okay. He fell off the mountain. Uh, the re- current uh, reserve COVID-19, here are your people. You ready? C- get your piece of paper out of pencil. Wide receiver Josh Reynolds added on the 27th. Wide receiver Khalif Raymond added on the 30th. Tight end Brock Wright added on the 28th. Right guard Halapaluvatai Vaitae, he was added on the 29th. Defensive line Michael Brocker added the 29th. Quarterback, uh, this is a big one. Quarterback Steve Montez, practice squad, added on December 27th. And wide receiver Geronimo! Allison practice squad added on December. Remember when he was he was big for a while, wasn't he? Uh, no changes. In your eyes, yes. I don't think in literally anyone else's <laughs> eyes. Hey, got the name. No changes. <laughs> Just wait till he starts pulling in touchdowns. My goodness, they're gonna go crazy with that name. Uh, no changes to the list as of Thursday afternoon, which is encouraging and disappointing all at the same time. I'm not sure how they could be both. Raymond was added to the list after the original publishing of this article. He is vaccinated. If he is vaccinated, he could have a chance to play on Sunday if he tests negative and meets certain protocol requirements. If he is not vaccinated or continues to test positive, he will miss this weekend's game as he will be required to sit out for five days. No practice today. Jared Goff, Knee, fullback Jason Cabinda, Knee. I thought he was done for the year. He is. Okay. Well, he didn't practice either. Cornerback Savion Smith. Salvian. Who is he? Where did he come from? Illness. I don't know. Savion, we hardly knew you. Goff missed another practice and suddenly looking like a backup quarterback. Tim Boyle may get his He's played two games this year. Okay. Uh, his third start of the season. Boyle only managed to lead the Lions to 16 offensive points in each of his previous two starts, which is about what they do anyways. But they may need more out of him this week if he starts. You think? That's quite... I better give credit for this article where credit is due. Eric Schlitt. Eric Schlitt of uh, Pride of Detroit. Pride of Detroit. Pride of Detroit. Yep. So you got to give him a break because he also does the Browns. And you could see why that would make you a cranky man. So Yes. Thank you, Eric, for that information. All right. Uh, so we we did uh, the COVID place wide receiver punt return at Raymond. Uh, let's see. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Is there any information here for the fourth consecutive day? The Detroit Lions add another player to the reserve. Oh, boy. I, I say we shut the whole league down for a month. Um, uh, number one receiver Josh Reynolds, also currently on COVID-19. The Lions may have to turn to their reserves. Looks like players like Tom Kennedy, 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 Kaderil Hodge, and Trinity Benson to potentially get a shot this week. Yeah, he'll play, Benson will play every snap and have zero targets. Uh, at punt return, expect Kennedy, uh, Amron, St. Brown, or running back, Oh dear, Goodwin Ibuwebuike to get a shot. Oh, imagine him running kicks back. I'm gonna. He's from get, the Columbus area. I'm gonna feel sick if he uh, is back there went, fielding punts. He grew up with some of my buddies that Did I went he? to college he, with. Northwestern, yeah. right? Ibuwebuike. Yeah, he's from the Columbus area. Yeah, well, good for him. Got to be smart yeah. with Northwestern. Um, yeah. So we may get Goff back, but no, he's from back. From Pickerington. He's back. Pickerington. Pickerington. Sure, I've got a history with picking. 
Pickerington, but I'll keep that to nice. myself. Um, cool. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. You're right. You're absolutely Are you done with right. the injuries? How many uh, more injuries do you have? Yeah. I'm ready think... to do mine. Okay. Sorry. Okay. All okay. Right. Go ahead. Seattle Seahawks? Yeah. Okay. Talk the to Seahawks. me. Seahawks. Okay. Okay. Um, Gabe, Michael Jackson, guard, knee, did not practice. Knee, no practice. John, where's the Raga Tigani? Uh, well, you you, you got to get the Raga Tigani. That's a, a linebacker, knee, did not practice. Carlos Dunlop, not the first, the second. Left l- linebacker, left back, <laughs> linebacker. <laughs> R- resting veteran. He's a resting. He's a veteran, resting right? veteran. There's a lot of veterans resting. I'm, I was yes. a resting veteran today. I was not a veteran yeah. of the military, but I'm certainly old enough. Stolen to valor. I'm calling stolen, stolen valor. valor. Yeah, I was there at D-Day in World War II. Yeah. Let me tell you about it. And I are resting veteran. Jeez, that's got to make you feel good about yourself. You're Dwayne, just too there's old a lot to practice, here. sir. Dwayne Brown. Dwayne tackle. the Rock Brown. Yeah, Dwayne. Dwayne Wade. Brown. Wayne the Rock. Uh, Wade Brown. Resting veteran. Oh, boy. How come Tackle. I've never seen any resting veterans on our team? Yeah, because our team's quite young. Our guys uh, are all 22, 23. Yeah. They're just broken. We play in a Pop Warner league. That should be I the was, new thing. Doesn't practice because he's broken. Yeah, re- big broke. I lost all his money. Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm resting. There you go. MPM Sportsbook. Yes. Oh, gosh. Broke. Al, take him to the woods. Defensive tackle. Shoulder. Did not practice. Okay. Brandon Shelly sells seashells by the seashore shell. His name Tackle. is Brandon. Oh. <laughs> Shoulder. Did not practice. DK, I had a f- I wanted to have a foursome, so now oh. our quarterback won't throw me the ball, Metcalf. Wow. That's a okay. Yeah, this uh he it came out. Well, I mean, you know, we'll talk about it now. It came out, some girl mm-hmm. he hit up and was like, Hey, do you want to come over? And she's like, eh, I don't know. He's like, It's cool. I got two other other women here anyway sure. so i got some backups <laughs> yeah i already got a couple here wow welcome the nfl folks yeah thanks Let's make DK. some babies i need to go broke wide receiver foot did not practice mm. puna what a name wow puna ford you just get a normal one on this okay defensive tackle <laughs> just the name's enough yeah puna Puna. P-O-O-N-A. Wow, what a name. Ooh. Uh, concussion, did not practice. Alex Jamie Collins, running back. Abdomen, limited practice. LP. Freddy the Spaghetti Swain, wide receiver. Freddy Ain't the Pizza wide Man. Receive, wide receiver. Wide receiver. Why? Because we threw you the ball. Uh, yeah. Ankle, <laughs> full practice. Hey, wait, way to go, buddy. Thanks. Ethan P-O-C Posick, center guard, P-O-S. finger. Full practice. Full practice. Well done. Tyler. Autobots, ah, long snapper, shoulder, full practice. Quandre, not as good as Trayvon or Stefan Diggs. Free safety, knee, full practice. Former Lion, right? Former Lion. Former Lion, great. Brian, I make you moan. Defensive tackle, knee, full practice. Rashad, penny for your thoughts. Running back, groin, full practice. And there are your Seattle Seahawks injuries. There you go. All right. And now everybody's favorite segment, the history of the Detroit Lions versus the Seattle Seahawks. Now this is one, certainly one of my favorites. A look at the most interesting, painful, and memorable games between the Detroit Lions and Seattle Seahawks brought to us by Mike Payton. Thank you, Mike. If you buy something from an SB Nation link, Vox Media may earn a commission. Uh, they okay, will good. earn a commission, I'll tell you. 
it. Just no. Well, it says May. Do these? Yeah, I know. They're just May. To, yeah. They're just ethics. See our ethics statements here. All mm-hmm. right. Do we need to come up with an ethics statement? So. An ethics statement. Hey, anything That's... we say can and will be used against us in a court of law. There's our ethical Fuck. statement. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, you have the right to remain silent. You have the right to an attorney. If you can't afford one, one will be provided for you. If you're looking for help, seek it on your own. Don't if you're come to having me. known this, therapist. do you still wish to talk to me? Why, yeah, sure, I'd a, love to. Yeah, this is. I'm the family's therapist, so I have a therapist. So, <laughs> go get a therapist, people. Yeah. Uh, this week, the Lions are heading to Seattle to face a Seahawks team that might be on the verge of a rebuild. Bad news is that the Lions never had a, have had a trouble have had a ton of trouble with the team throughout their short history with each other. Let's dive into that. So, the first time that they ever played, this is back in the disco era, all the way back to October 24th, 1976. If you leave me now, by Chicago, was blaring out of the speakers now, of exploding exploding Ford Pintos. part of me. Is that a good track? You like that one? No, baby, please don't go. The great Peter Cetera. Absolutely. That's a great song. Uh, the Exorcist had just came out in theaters a couple months earlier mm-hmm. as well. The same year, the family that owns Nordstrom's bought a football team, brought a football team to Seattle. Yeah, they were an expansion the Lions, team. The Lions were the Seahawks' seventh opponent in franchise history. The Seahawks started the season 0-5 and had finally captured the franchise first win a week before. Their showdown with the Lions, they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are also an expansion team 13-10. to Then the Lions welcomed the Seahawks to the NFL with a 41 to 14 drubbing? Drubbing. What the fuck, man? Drubbing means you you're s- kicking the crap out of them. Just say shit pumping. I don't uh, think that t- t- most... Okay, go ahead. The Lions scored a uh, will in this game and embarrassed their future quarterback coach, Jim Zorn, by forcing him to throw six interceptions. Two of those were returned to touchdowns. One of those pick six was by Lions legend, Lem Barney. Lem, don't call me Lemister Barney. Lem, the cocaine in my glove compartment was put in there by somebody I picked up hitchhiking. It was not my cocaine. He's got a skiing problem? Uh, what problem? He's got a skiing problem. Skiing? He was hitting the slopes. Slopes? Yeah. Cocaine, white powder, skiing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, maybe that's something that... No, I I think that's more your generation. No, I don't think I've ever heard that one before. Yeah, he got pulled over, and uh, the crack pipe and the cocaine in his Mm. glove compartment was not his. I don't know where it came from. Sure, Lamb. Okay. He's, hey, he's a Hall of Famer. So, yeah. So, yeah. there you go. Yeah. He likes Everybody to get dressed up in, back then, in so. uh, bowler hats and things like that. Was, Everybody was on crack. So, everybody. Well, that was in the 80s, I think, or 90s when that happened. So. Yeah. Hey, I mean, of course. I mean, we've all had problems, right? We've all been there. A yeah, hitchhiker leaves cocaine, cocaine in our glove compartment. Who hasn't had that happen to him? That's so. Michael, Michael Irvin. Oh, Maybe boy. he'll be able to help yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. Random stats. Yeah, please. The, the Lions and the Seahawks have only played each other 15 times since 1976. The Lions played the Seahawks just twice in the 1970s and twice in the 80s. Jeez. The Seahawks hold the advantage in the record here. They're 10 and 5 all time against the Lions. Sweet Jesus. Look at that. 10 and 5. Well, they were in the AFC up until what? 1990 or so? I think so. What's worse is the Lions haven't beaten the Seahawks since 2012, and the previous win before that was in 1999. The Lions have lost six of the last seven meetings uh, against the Seahawks. It gets even worse than that. The Lions have only won in Seattle twice. Their first meeting in 1976 and that win in 1999. So we're the Lions are 2 and 7. In so Seattle. you're saying there's a chance. It's obviously, so the worst memory is obviously the tipped ball game in 2015, which I don't remember about, but we're going to dive into this game a little farther. Is that farther. the one where they had the replacement officials? I believe so, yeah. <laughs> That's all I remember is the replacement officials, craziness at the end, and boom, we lost. Yeah, so let's sandwich a good memory in there before we get to the game dive. So, best memory, there's not a lot to go on here, so we'll go with the win in 2012. The Lions were a pretty bad team that season, but Stunning. at this point in the year, we weren't fully sure of that quite yet. <laughs> 
<laughs> we knew they were bad, but not as bad as they turned out to be. The Lions were two and four going into this game, and the Seahawks were four and three. The Seahawks were also getting some hype as an up-and-coming team. That hype was realized pretty quickly too. The team win the Super Bowl the very next year. The Lions pulled one of their many last-second wins with Matthew Stafford touchdown Daddy. pass to Titus Young. Oh dear. Um, with 20 seconds left on the board, the Lions won 28-24. All right, well done, man. Oh wow, this is a deep dive. That so all right, let's multi-paragraph deep dive. Yeah. All right, let's rehash this one. Usually I reserve the game dive for something a little more positive, but this one, this is one that you can't run away from. The game was particularly uh, had hard for multiple reasons. In 2015's, the Lions were coming off one of the best seasons in franchise history with 11-5 and five year. Obviously, that season was abruptly stopped short by the Cowboys playoff game. Poor kid is still um, bleeding from that one. Yeah, I was so drunk. I, I'll never forget that loss because <laughs> I was sitting in Connor's apartment and we were both sitting there and we had split a 30 rack of beer and we were like felt really good about it and it was like we didn't have to go to the shitty like hole in the wall bar in Cincinnati to watch the game we could like enjoy it from like a house and I just remember us both like sitting there for like 20 minutes after the game just not saying anything to each other and I like just like I just got up and left like I don't think we ever really said anything like we just like I think went outside like Connor had a smoke and I was like all right well I'm I gotta go like I can't do this so uh do this yeah the cherry on top was the infamous picked up flag moment so naturally lions fans felt like they were at the height of getting picked on by the officials at this time Shit, they're like that uh, every week officials fucked again. on top of that there was an expected drop after losing to and sue and a few other guys but nobody expected an 0 three start the lions fans were starved for a win and were ready to get this thing back on track to make a playoff run then the, this very difficult to watch primetime game against the seahawks came about i say difficult to watch because the lions offense just couldn't get anything going against the seahawks defense in this game the the Seahawks were coming off a Super Bowl appearance, so it's not crazy to see why the Lions were having trouble. Still, with 8 minutes and 32 seconds left, it seemed like the Lions might have a shot when Karan Reed picked up a Russell Wilson fumble and ran it back 27 yards to the house. All of a sudden, the Lions were only down 13-10. to 10. Matthew Stafford then led one hell of a drive down the field Woo-hoo! with 1 minute and 48 seconds left in the game. Stafford hit Calvin Johnson with a pass, and Johnson looked like he was headed for the end zone. This was it. The Lions were going to end their losing streak with a primetime win over the reigning NFC champions in their own building. Then Cam Chancellor broke everyone's heart by punching the ball out of Johnson's hand on the one-yard line. Mm, I remember the ball that. went out the back of the end zone when K.J. Wright intentionally batted it with his hand. Mm-hmm. Wright, of course, should have been flagged for battling the ball, and the line should have gotten the ball back at the one-yard line, but the back judge did not throw the flag, and the game went down as another moment when the officials had cost the Lions a game. Of course, things got way worse against the Packers a little while later that season, but we won't talk about oh, that. Oh, we know that one. Oh, my we, goodness. We were in Florida. Yeah, we were on vacation in that I was very drunk for that game as oh, well. That was there was a lot of anger that night. Oh my god! That, that was like that, you were I like, remember that you, one way better. That was horrifying. Yeah, I remember that because you were like, "Don't throw anything." You were like, "We're not at our house. Do not yeah, throw. Don't break yeah, anything." I had like a, yeah, I had like a beer in my it's hand. Gonna cost like, us. It's gonna cost us big money. <laughs> Do not throw that. And I'm like, I won't. And then I just remember I went outside on the balcony and laid down on my back, and you just like poked your head out like you all right kid i'm You're like right. get, you get used to these but this one was that was a, one of the some bullshit that was man. one of the worst ever <laughs> oh and yeah. it's oh that one really hurt but yeah there's your history between seattle it's not very long and uh obviously we had a fun one so uh yeah. 
Fuck, man. I just, yeah, I just sent the old man here a screenshot of talking about Christmas miracles, about the Lions possibly getting home field advantage for the playoffs. And Whoops. That was, what, 2010, 2011? Whoops. So that's... Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, now we're just trying to get home field for the draft. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to something more, uh, more uplifting. What do you say? Yeah, let's do Tweet it. Tweet of the week from your Detroit Lions PR, and that's at PR for you Twitter folks. Don't want to miss it. At Lions PR. Huh? At Lions PR. Yeah, at Lions PR. You just said, I just heard you. Okay, go ahead. All right. Uh, wide receiver at Amra underscore St. Brown has been named the at NFL's. Get ready. Offensive rookie of the month for December. Fourth rounder out of the University of Southern California. Okay, he's only the fifth line to win an offensive rookie of the month award and the first to do so since Jahavid Best, who really, he really wasn't the best. He was Jahavid okay in September of 2010. He almost died. Do you remember that? What? Do you remember when he almost died? At, when did uh, he die? At, uh, he played at... Was that in college? Oh, we had the concussion? Yes. He had that hit where he flipped up in the air, landed on his neck, and then just like laid there. Yeah, and we still drafted him. Yeah. Everybody played- said that he had a uh, propensity for concussions and we just went... He's so far gone out of the NFL that it doesn't say like former player. It says Olympic athlete. He's an Olympic athlete. He's an Olympic track and field athlete. Oh yeah, I see that. He when played he at Cal Google. Berkeley. He played yeah, for Cal. UC Berkeley. So he's a so he he's thirty two. He scored nine touchdowns in his career. Oh boy. I'll never forget this play. Oh, they he's... ran the wildcat with him. He went up in the air, landed on his neck, and went straight. Arms out, helmet off. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah that's a bad one. He had a bad. Uh, here's a health update from twenty a year ago on SI. He gives a health update that maybe former Detroit Lions running back Jahavid Best provides health update in recent guest appearance on Belizean and Bell. I'm sure that's real big. Former Detroit Lions running back Jahavid Best careers ended before it could even really begin. The speedy running back drafted with the number 30 overall pick in the first round. That's right, because we played in the Super Bowl that year. And in the 2010 NFL draft, suffered a concussion on his second carry in Detroit's third preseason game of 2011. Oh, boy. Uh, suffered another concussion his second season. He missed all of the 2012 post-concussion syndrome. 2013, he eventually was released and ended up only playing two seasons worth of games in the NFL. Okay, following the end of his career, he had opportunity to run in the Olympics for St. Lucia and even ran near Usain Bolt in a qualifying heat. He even ran near him. What is that? Like, he was in the same race and he could see him? Yeah, what, did he just see his back the whole time? I'm just <laughs> You just gotta play the cards you're dealt, best explain. My football ended shortly, so I just picked up on something else. Just trying to make a buck. I just keep moving and keep going and keep growing. According to Best, he's currently dabbled in a little bit of real estate. That means he's been evicted. Uh, I coach here and there. I make music. That's probably the main thing I do. What? What? If you don't find any music under my name, I've been making music for maybe 10 years now. I'm just start releasing it. So it's exciting for me. Of course. It's on the concussion label. Um, uh, da, 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 to speak on the concussion thing was really a tricky situation. I felt fine as a person. I had no like lingering effect. But at the same time, I had like literal brain damage in my head. That's the worst kind of brain damage to have. Just basically made the decision. It wasn't safe for me to keep putting myself in harm's way, but physically I was fine, except for my brain. And that was the toughest part, man. It took a while because I was still fast. I was the strongest in the best shape of my life. And I also yeah. felt like I was just getting healthy. I was struggling with turf toe my rookie season and my second year. My turf toe was good. So I was feeling healthy. I felt like I was really getting my feet set. Then the concussions came along. But you know, that's just how life goes, man. Well, good for him. It really sounds like he's he's doing much better. Me had an 
yard touchdown against the Bears in 2010. Huh. Okay, well. God bless him. God bless him. Come on out of there. Uh, where are we at now? Uh, Cubs betting corner. Now? Cubs betting corner. Cover last uh, week while I take care of the dog. Sure. Uh, Goff did not play, so the under 42 and a half hit. Um, Atlanta did not cover six and a half points, so the Lion lost. Let's see if the fun bet of the week won. Packers won, Tampa Bay won, Chargers won, Bengals won, Eagles won, Kansas City football team, I think, is what we went with there. They won, Sea Pigs <laughs> lost by one point. Oh, dear. Did you get any uh, of these right? Yeah, they're all right except for that one so far. Oh, except for the one that wasn't? Okay. Cowboy, Cowgirls won, I think. Yep. Yeah, they, yeah, of course they when they were up like 50 to nothing at halftime. Dolphins yes. and Colts all won. So yes, the Dolphins win every we were We hit them all but one. So thanks, Seattle, to losing. They were a seven-point favorite against the Bears. So um, we didn't win, but we'll get them next time. We'll certainly try again. This week, my bets are if golf plays, take the Lions money line. If golf doesn't play, take the under again. Lion, uh, what's your pick? What's the spread on this thing? I put a lot of research Seven. into this. Let me pull up my handheld computer. Seven. It's got all seven thank you seven, seven. uh i'm gonna take uh i'm gonna take seattle minus a seven okay that's if golf plays either way okay either way <laughs> okay either way all right and then we have your new year new money bet of absolutely. the week absolutely these are all money lines uh you got the rant uh let me pull up my just so we know who the opponents are okay so we have whoop, whoop, whoop. yeah sure except the odd changes whatever i'm not betting let's go Whoop. Rams at Baltimore. Taking Tell me how the this Rams. Loses. The Rams right there, right off the top. He's ballsy. Rams at Baltimore. Okay. Buccaneers at New York Jets. Okay. The Falcons at Buffalo. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Yeah, it's it good uh, if you when you give the yeah. Okay. Colts. Raiders at Indianapolis. Colts. Oh, you're taking the Colts over the Raiders. Okay. Uh, Patriots. Jacksonville at New England. I got the Dolphins who are at Tennessee. You're gonna stay with the hot team. Niners. They have Houston at home. Chargers, Broncos at LA. Packers, Vikings at Green Bay. And I'm taking the Steelers. The Browns are in Pittsburgh and the Steelers are underdogs at home. Wow. But the Browns are a hot dumpster fire. That's what I'm saying. That's plus 155. The other underdog I'm taking is Miami at Tennessee, which is plus 150. Miami, you just, you, you ride that hot horse until it drops dead underneath you. That's what I say. The Bills are minus 1,000 at home and Tampa Bay's minus of 800 really? at the Jets. Buffalo's and the Atlanta? Patriots are minus 1,125 at, at home as well. Oh. So there's three bets here that are quite... 14 and a half uh, point favorites there for Buffalo against Atlanta's yeah. not bad. I mean... Atlanta's not bad, but they only beat the Lions by four points. So, so. Lions are playing well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So imagine what they're going to do against a team that's actually playing well. Mm, you never know. That's a game that the Bill Buffalo, will, you don't Bills know what the will lose. they're going to so. do. Buffalo's, yeah. they're all over the place. All right. No Thursday night game. No Thursday so night game because... It's Thursday, but there's also no game tonight. Oh, there is no game tonight? Okay. No game tonight. So you didn't miss anything. Okay, good. Um, And then our thoughts and prayers. John Madden? John Madden? John Madden. You, John Madden. Uh, John Madden? you know, uh, uh, just an amazing icon in the NFL. There's no doubt about it. And I think the video game has a lot to do with it. I mean, he was a very, very yeah. good announcer. Um, But, uh, you know, he was a great coach. I think he won 72% of his games, but they were in the 70s with the Steelers, and they had 
NFC, which was really hard. They had a hard time getting past them, but they had so many Hall of Fame players. It was amazing. Um, I was reading that that draft, that there's a draft where they drafted like four or five Hall of Fame players in the same draft. So it was crazy, like the best draft ever. Um, the Steelers had a draft like that too, and they had an undrafted free agent, Donnie Shell, that went to the Hall of Fame also. So it was it was pretty amazing. Uh, Jack Lambert was in the, that draft, 1973 yeah. or something. So the uh, Raiders were uh, were it were a great great team. Just happened to come along at the same time as the great Steelers teams. And uh, John Madden, he was in the booth for a million years, and uh, yeah, he he passed away suddenly at 85. But he had a good long life. And like I said to the Cub, those big guys, we don't last. So 85 is good. That's very good. So yeah, I wanted to share a couple of good quotes by John Madden here. Okay. Well, um, bam. The road to Easy Street goes through the sewer. Um, <laughs> if you make a mistake, admit it quickly and empathetically and don't dwell on it. Well, Donald Self- Trump could use that tip, couldn't he? <laughs> There's a lot of people that could use that tip. A lot of um, people. You're right. Uh, self-praise is for losers. Be a winner. Stand for something. Always have class and be humble. There you go. The Very only good. yard for the only yardstick for success our society has is being a champion. No one remembers anything else. That's true. Be on time. Pay attention. Play like all hell when I tell you to. That was his three rules. I saw that. Be yep. on time. Pay attention. Play like hell. A coach is just a guy whose best class in grammar school was recess and whose best <laughs> class in high school was P.E. I never thought I was anything but a guy whose best class was P.E. <laughs> um, he was a kind of humble guy too. He really was. He was yeah. a, he was a little oversaturated there for a while, and I kind of got a little sick of it. But yeah. uh, really, he did a he did a good job. Football is my life. It's something I say proudly, but it's complicated. Um, <laughs> let's see what else here. Um, on his fear of flying, I'm not afraid of flying. I just fear I'm going to die. I think I'm vulnerable. I admit it. I don't fly. I got. I got claustrophobia. I don't go in high buildings. I don't do those things. I'm just myself, whatever that is. Um, well, I told you about the Cal Poly San Luis Obispo plane crash yeah. here in Toledo and how John Madden was one of the coaches of that team and thankfully yep. wasn't on the flight and, yeah, kind of freaked him out for the rest of his life. But at the end, he died. Yep. So it didn't work. It didn't work. Um, over a carpet at home or whatever. If you think about it, I've never held a job in my life. I went from being an NFL player to a coach to a broadcaster. I haven't worked a day in my life. Yeah. Uh, even when I was a little kid, I hated to dress up. I hated to put on regular shoes. I wanted to play all the time. I hate to wear any kind of coat or sweater. I've never liked hot. I've never liked to be warm. Now, that is very relatable for a guy like me. Um, I feel that. Uh, I've never professed to be perfect. I do something wrong or something stupid. I laugh at myself. And on his legacy, this is the last quote I have here. If someone remembers me as coach, they still call me coach. But if they know me for the video game, they just call me Madden. Um, Madden 04 is probably the most iconic Madden to ever come out. Um, I will say that like the video game itself, I think not only has held up in terms of a culture, the community that really enjoys playing that game. I personally am not a big football guy. I don't really understand it, but I think there's kids now, well, there's kids that were kids growing up to playing the game that probably can attribute a lot of their knowledge to football to that video game, which I think, uh, you know, stands the test of time of that, you know, those things can be educational as well as beneficial. So don't be so hard on your kids that want to play a game every once in a while. So there you go. Um, there's my thoughts on that. Um, and the how about this category? I got a couple of headlines that I'm just going to oh, run through. Oh, you've been, you've been uh, chirping about these for quite a while. So, okay. Uh, Lions' Jalen Reeves Mabin has shown that he can be a starting inside linebacker. Okay. Um, there was a quote from. Uh, 
Uh, where is he at? When he's been out there on defense and on special team, he makes plays, Campbell says. He's a football player. That doesn't go unnoticed. Nice. Nice. So, nice as um, DC. <laughs> um, yeah, nice. I, I, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. Are they going to bring him back? Um, it sounds like they do. He's going to be a free agent after this season. Uh, how much um, is it going to cost? Exactly. Um, DeAndre Swift explains why he still wants to play in 2021. God put me on this earth for football. He did? Um, DeAndre Swift has several things to still play for. For this year, including his love for the game, his desire to play in an improved offense, and an opportunity to finally win. Um, on Wednesday, Lions head coach Dan Campbell made it clear he had no plans to shut down DeAndre Swift for the final two games of the season, despite the fact that his second-year player has missed the last four games with a shoulder injury. I think we feel like we're in a place where let's go, let's cut him loose, and let's him continue to grow and get better. That way, we go into next year, and he has he's much better for that. To Campbell, it's clear Swift, who's only played 24 games in his young career, has plenty to learn. Um, yeah, he went to the podium later that day and said god put me on this earth for football to play football and to affect people around me i love the game so much so any opportunity i have whether it's two games one games losing records winning records i'm going to do my best just have my foot out there and just play my for my teammates for my brothers i love this game so much um i would like him to not play yeah i, I don't see any point in it no point at all um no, i would just tell him well there's they're sensible. They'll, they'll, yeah. Cause if he was to get hurt, oh boy, that would yeah. just be. Hmm. And my last one here, we hit a couple of the other ones that I had. So, uh, this last one here, Dan Campbell leads NFL in analytically correct fourth down decisions. Oh, Danalytics. Danalytics. Um, analytics has been the buzzword in the NFL over the past month. Thanks largely to Los Angeles Chargers head coach Brandon Staley. Two weeks ago, the Chargers passed on a field goal attempt and went on it for fourth down, though each time the Los Angeles offense failed to convert many in the analytic community had praised Staley for sticking with what they believe to be the mathematically correct decision based on probabilities and advanced statistics. Detroit Lions head coach Dan Campbell, too, has been overly aggressive for most of the year, drawing both criticism and praise from fans alike. When it comes to the analytics community, there isn't a coach better at making fourth down decisions this year than Campbell. Ben Baldwin of The Athletic created a fourth down decision botch, which automatically crunches the numbers for every fourth down decision in the NFL and tweets out the recommended action. The bot uses factors like score, time remaining in the game, projected success race, and field position to spit out a decision. For example, this is what the bot thought of Detroit's decision to go on it for fourth and one of the Falcons' 40-yard line in the second quarter. Uh, recommendation strong. Go for it. Plus 4.2 win percentage. Actual play run formation. Penalty on Detroit. False start. So it wanted them to go for it. On Wednesday, Baldwin took the results from his bot and tried to which teams were making the most correct decisions when it comes to fourth down. Campbell is above anyone else. Um, I just think it's very funny that uh, it, people talk about uh, talk about this stuff and... Uh, you know, we have nothing to lose by not going for it. So earlier this week, Campbell was asked about his overaggression on fourth down. He says, I want to send a message that we're playing to win and we're not playing to lose. And there's a time to be conservative and there's a time to be aggressive. And so it's just, I think, a little more in my nature to roll the dice, if you will, uh, if you will. But I still feel like it's a calculated risk. Of course, Campbell hasn't been perfect in the analytic model. Just last week, he made a controversial decision to kick a field goal on fourth and five. With less than three minutes remaining and still down seven points, Baldwin model was not a fan. So there's the uh, there's our thoughts on it so that's the uh the analytics the, man i think he's more aggressive i think he does he's doing more than he would do if they were you know 11 yeah, there's five a season and to one. play for right they're, yeah they're just like oh screw it we got nothing to lose but the but the uh, 
analytics do say, you know. Um, Go for it. Yeah. Go for that sucker. Yeah. So. So. All right, then. Uh, there it all is. Right. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's all I got. That's all we uh, need, brother. I think that's all we're going to have for this week. We're pretty excited for the game. Pretty soon we'll be in the off season, and, uh, and we're going to be missing the camaraderie of these games that we all in the Lions family around the world come together. Enjoy it while you got it. That's so, right. That's right. Enjoy all the football this weekend. Hope everyone stays safe. And let me be the first to wish you all <laughs> a happy new year. Okay. Uh, yeah. Happy new year, everybody. Um, uh, don't forget to like, subscribe. Uh, I do understand that Google uh, now, you can rate us on the podcast. So give us five stars. Uh, the messages are coming in hot and heavy through the website, the lion and the cub podcast.com. Please use our Amazon store link. Doesn't cost you anything, but it pays us millions of dollars. Uh, if you want to find our ethics page, just listen back. Ethics page. Yes. Yes, we have none. All right. That's it. That's it. Okay. Love you guys. See you, everybody. Love you. Rawr! Rawr! All right. What a great episode. What a great episode. Good, good, good. Talk it up. Talk it up. Good talk over here. Good talk. Uh-huh.